How y'all doing? It's a couple folks with the guys. I'm your host tonight, Terrence. I got my cutty with me, Keith. How you feeling tonight, Keith? Feeling good. How you doing, cuz? Man, I'm good. Just ready to get in this with you tonight, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, whether it's the evening, morning, afternoon, uh, you know, while you guys are working out, riding, you probably whatever you're doing. Thank you for tuning in, supporting the guys. So, first and foremost, again, uh, we're still in Black History Month, so would like to definitely give a shout out to, you know, all of our ancestors, um, everyone who's contributed and, you know, benefited to, you know, we can have the life that we have today. Albeit, still a lot of change needs to come, um, but we definitely come a long way. So Keith is going to hit us with some Black History Month info. And yes, sir. Like I said, I got y'all for this whole month with Black History Info. Uh, big shout out to Blake last week, stopping by with the guys, hanging out with us. You know, he's a big shout out. He plays in the uh, ABM League. It's an amateur pro basketball league. He does. He's nasty. So big shout out to him. But today I got for you guys, last week I had Thurgood Marshall. This week we got Mr. Jackie Robinson. He broke the color barrier in baseball in 1947. He was the first baseman for the Brooklyn Dodgers. He was fun fact. He was a second lieutenant in the army. He didn't go in the army as a lieutenant, but he was later he enlisted and then later did the crossover into being a lieutenant. He earned rookie of the year at age 28. He's and he was the first black player to win MVP in 1949. And he fun fact, he not only was somebody that broke the color barrier in baseball and advocated for uh black people's rights within baseball he did it outside of baseball jackie robson was the chairman of the national association of advancement of colored people it's fight for freedom campaign which he traveled around the country where he would speak at banquets and give lectures uh mlb retired jackie's jackie robson's number 42 i want to say it's still the only number retired in baseball i'm not a baseball fan so i had to double check that for y'all but his number was retired they have Jackie Robinson's day where everyone wears 42 in honor of him. The coaches, the players, the refs, everybody does this big thing. Honestly, I think that's the only time I really pay attention to baseball is during that day. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch the movie 42. It's unlike most old style movies that deal with like racism and stuff. This is actually pertaining to somebody that had an impact and just not strictly a focus on the race side of it. Like obviously a biography in a way. It's, it's the movie 42 starring uh, Chadwick Bossman. Rest in peace to him. He did a phenomenal job. He does. He's in a lot of movies. I want to say he played and he played third good Marshall. That's funny. Yeah, he played third good Marshall. He played third good. So, you know, big shout out to how that came full circle. We played third good. He got good. a lot of great. Bro, he, he played a lot of great um, movies for sure, though. He played Jackie he Robinson and he played, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh. What are you talking about? The, the singer. Oh, you're talking about, um, was it James? Not, James Brown. He played James yeah. Brown. So, yeah, shout out to Chadwick Bossman. I know he's uh he's up, uh, rest in peace, but big shout out to him. He's, uh, he yeah, was definitely a big, quick fact. He actually, I believe, from South Carolina, I believe. Oh, he right up the road for you. Yeah, so he, he's actually from this area, which is pretty dope. But, I mean, even, you know, like other movies like the Black Panther and stuff like that would definitely – be you know all time great movies. He definitely, I feel like he definitely left his impact. You know while he was here for sure. So yeah, South Carolina place you ain't gonna catch me, but he's just he's just yeah, phenomenal he for making it out of that. 
And that was uh, that was Jackie Robinson for you guys. So next week, you know, I got somebody else for you. But big shout out to all these uh, people that play big roles within the Black community. And I would say in the world in general for the advancement of Black people and the advancement of people just in general. So hopefully this keeps going. Like Terrence said, we, there's many more things that need to be done to keep going. But, you know, everything's a start. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, everything is, is, is a move in the right direction. So hopefully we just keep on, you know, plowing down walls and keep on shooting for equality because that's the end goal is equality. Nobody's equality. trying to be better than anybody else. Just ask for equality. That's all we do. So now we're going to discuss the Alvin Kamara situation and how this is going to impact his future. So. I mean, first of all, we got Alvin Kamara and his group out in Vegas after the Pro Bowl stomping this man unconscious. So allegedly there, supposedly there's video of this, which we haven't seen the video yet. But, you know, if, if he really is caught on camera, him and his group of friends or whomever they might be, uh, family or whatever, um, I mean, it's bad. I mean. Especially the, the, the extent of the damage to the person as well. So how, what do you think about, you know, especially if it's live footage or not live, but captured footage of Alvin Kamara stomping out somebody, him and his, you know, posse or whatever, like, how do you think that impacts the future? So I, I read a little bit on this and I talked about it at uh, the gym I go to with the owner. And I think... He uh, Alvin Kamara threw eight punches out of the whole thing, and then his friends jumped on the guy. There was an altercation that started in the elevator and just rolled down here, down, downhill from there. Uh, ultimately, I feel like the Saints, if the video doesn't get leaked and you know it doesn't hit public eye, I don't think they'll release him. You had instances like the uh, Kareem Hunt thing where he kicked the girl after she called him the N word. He mm -hmm. pushed her and he was fine. He was walking away. And then whatever she said, but he came around, kicked her. And that was definitely not what should have transpired. You have Ray Rice. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, knocking his wife out. So and that was caught on camera. He, and I mean, he I want to say if he would have told the Ravens the truth, they probably wouldn't have got rid of him. even. But they found out through the video and didn't it didn't verify what he was saying. And. Yeah. The Alvin Kamara situation, I just feel like the Saints might cut him to save the cap. Save the cap, you know, potentially. Yeah. You say it's contract detrimental to the team, which it does shed, shed a member of the team in negative light. I don't know the ins and outs of this contract. Uh, personally, for me, as just a personal level of it, I don't think it is – I think it's bad, you know. For that to happen to somebody, it's definitely tragic. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't care. I don't think someone deserves to get beat up like that, you know. That's in my eyes, it's taken a little too far because Alvin Kamara, I definitely feel like it handle his own weight. So if he hit this dude like eight times, I don't think he needed his boys to stomp on him. Not at all. And then essentially, uh, if you're like some one of his boys should have realized, like, bro, just go upstairs. Like, we don't need you to handle this. We don't. That's, like, that's my issue with the whole thing. That's there, you can't tell me that I'm the breadwinner, you know, and I'm not sure if he's, you know, putting you know, feeding all of these guys as far as, like, outside of bringing them to the Pro Bowl with him, like, you know, because obviously he's, I'm sure he's taking care of, you know, families at this point. Yeah. You know? So at the end of the day, for you to be 
the type of star that you are in the NFL, literally just left the Pro Bowl and everything. And for you to go out with some people and for nobody to say, like, no, you don't need to partake in this or let's take you back to the room or let's get you out of here type of thing. Like, you got to change the people you're hanging around with because they're, they don't mean you no good. The craziest thing about it is, I want to say from what I was reading, I haven't read all of it. Uh, I want to say it happened Saturday. Police questioned him about it, and then he was arrested Sunday after the Pro Bowl. So I don't know if that was something like, you know, or like whatever, but I just, like you said, I knew that that was going to be a big point for you. Uh, Emphasis was who you're around, because you always say that, you know, you control your outlook of how someone views you in a situation. I'm not going to slam them, because who knows what the dude said or what transpired for them to get in the altercation. I'm not about to act like grown ass men, grown ass people don't be fighting. I swear to God, it's a regular thing. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not about to act like I'm unholier or super holier than people that be, bro. People fight all the time. Like, I don't, yeah, that's true. I, bro, people, I've seen people fight over nothing. I've seen people fight over something that is, makes sense to fight over in my eyes. Like, it's just a point where you got to know when to, like, something, it's a little too far. And yeah, once my you're, is, like you say, like, I understand, like, he's a human being, just like all of us. He has feelings, he has emotions and everything you know, more well-off than everyone else is financially. But at the end of the day, like, like you said, it comes to a point where it's like, all right, now, this, this might be going yeah. too far. Oh, like, cut it out. You didn't need your boys to jump on that, man. If they really wanted to handle that, they could have did it and told you to go upstairs. Like, and the crazier thing about it is, you know how many situations like that happen? But the issue was that it happened in the magnitude of it happened Pro Bowl weekend. You are, you probably had his chains on, his grilling, and he shining like he always does. Mm-hmm. And someone could easily identify him off the camera footage like oh yo this is this is probably alvin Kamara, and you gotta think that those instances where people get bar fights or random fights like that that shit doesn't always get solved like that shit just kind of happens maybe the person goes to the hospital but no one ever finds out who was the person that did it you know something too like when, when you have a big name guy especially like a weekend like this where you got all these obviously famous people that pretty much everyone knows who they are from you know nfl like when you come into places like that, like all eyes are on you. Like, oh my God, that's Alvin Kamara walking in here. Or let's say you go to the club, you go to a bar. Whoever got the microphone from the stop, whatever going on. I shot you out. Y'all made some noise for Alvin Kamara just in the building, blah, blah, blah. Right. So at the end of the day, like he has to know too that all eyes are on you. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean he's not a human and he, you know, can't do things that. You know, based off of emotions and stuff, like okay, I understand. Yeah, you got into a fight or whatever, but like you said, like it, it's just it, what I ain't even gonna say a little too far. It went way overboard when you, you know, Brother. got somebody y'all stomping him out, you know, and he ended up unconscious, going to the hospital, you know, some severe injury. So there's a part you can let up easily. There's yeah. a part you you can realize, all right, this is enough. But I mean, this situations like this happened in the league. Like Mike Evans had a situation a couple of years ago. I want to say it was before he had his daughter where he got into something down down in Miami. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember bro, that. Bro, ball, getting into it with everybody. I remember mm-hmm. the only re- person he didn't get into it was the bouncer because the bouncer was, is bigger than him. Yeah. Mike Evans looked at the bouncer was like, whoa, like, shit, bro, you're, you're a big-ass dude. <laughs> so, like, I don't I don't know how you saw it. I do know there's heat of the moment things, but essentially athletes do got a target in their back. Like, I don't know what buddy said to him. Y'all, people look at y'all like an easy ticket. You, yeah, do, sure. you look at you look at how people troll you on the internet. Just imagine what they would do in person just to antagonize you. And I'm not saying the dude probably did something crazy. Like we don't know the yeah. whole story of that. But I'm just saying in that regard, like players, just be aware. 
And then if you do get an altercation, bro, there is a there's a point in altercation you can pull up and just be like, all right, yeah. you know, I'm beating your ass a little too much. Yeah, like he, he's not the only person in the wrong in this case, but obviously he's the person everybody's going to know. So that's oh, what exactly. makes it look worse because it's like, wow, Alvin Kamara and this group of guys. Now, Alvin, not Alvin Kamara and, and Terrence and Marquise. No, Alvin Kamara and his posse. So, exactly, because he's the name. Exactly. So that's, that's what you got to much- about. That's much like the Bud Dupree situation. Remember, people were saying Bud Dupree yeah. hit the dude in the CVS. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, the cops dropped the charges because Bud didn't hit the person. He was trying yeah. to like break it up. And even it's funny in that video, people were bringing how Bud said, "Grab the dude's camera." Like I, luckily, it probably was the right thing to do, or just like when he was pulling everybody out, like no, mm-hmm. go to the car, you know, because he wasn't even. If you watch the video with the Bud Dupree thing, he was trying to get his girl. He didn't even like. Yeah. He was about to let his homeboys do whatever was going on. He was like, "Bro, he's trying to get his girl." And just like, "Come on." Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is just, you know, being an athlete and stuff, like, just not trying to, I guess, put yourself in these type of situations or end up in these situations. But definitely. How you carry yourself. The image, yeah. you're saying with Antonio Brown, just the image. Y'all can control that, how people view. Not saying you get an altercation, you're the world's worst person. It's just, I mean, I don't know. You gotta, yeah, like you, like you said, like, I feel like I preach that out faithfully. Like, you can control how you view in the public's eyes. So at the end of the day, we understand that, you know, end of the day, majority of the people who are making the decisions for the, you know, NFL and stuff aren't somebody that look like you. So at the end of the day. He not viewed bad either. Like people don't look at him as a bad dude neither. So that's like, I think that's the other bad thing about it. Like, cause people normally view him high character and stuff and that happened. So, like, I don't know. It could I mean, be a slip I think, up. I feel like he can learn a lot from this situation. Yeah, I think the Saints are going to release him, which I feel like is, I mean, on there, it saves their ass for Cap, maybe, if it's kind of detrimental. Maybe yeah. it would be a learning lesson for him. And then, for obviously, sure. he would still get picked up. Like, Either that or they're going to try to trade him or something, because I'm sure he still has value. Like, Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know what kind this of person going to get him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because we, we understand what type of player he is on the field. So, yeah. you know, understanding I mean, that this could just be a one-time incident and, you know, not sure, of, you know, how everything played out. But hopefully, um, you know, the lesson was learned from this. And uh, Best wishes to the person that got yeah. the shit beat out of him. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I don't think you deserve to get the shit beat out of you like that. I don't know what happened, what transpired, but obviously nobody deserved to get their ass beat like that. Yeah, you got beat up by Alan Camaro, you got knocked out, whatever, cool, okay, yeah, that should have been it right there. Yeah, so old boy. So moving on here to some other big news is we have Tom Brady not ruling out coming back. So is he done? Bro, he know he done. Just all gonna whoop his ass. That boy done, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. That boy is done. I, hey, like, he... and I'm, not, I'm not saying done like talent-wise done. You know when we be playing yeah. the game, he'll be like, hey, Hey, and I could tell your boys, you were like, yeah, I gotta go. Imagine you was you playing in the league for 20 plus years, and she looking at you, hey, it's time to hang it up. We done. <laughs> like, yeah. That boy well, spent a, a weekend with the family and was like, well, I ain't gonna rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some said, time with the family, say, yeah, that might have been enough time. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, that, that should hold him over for another year. <laughs> Listen, what's really going. I guess determined if Brady gonna come back is beginning of the season, let's say August or so, right? A team starting quarterback get injured. 
somebody's going to give Tom Brady a ring. I and mean, I, don't, I mean, they're going to call him. I don't know if he's going to come back, but somebody's going to give him an opportunity. I feel like if that was the case, he would just come back to Tampa. You know what I mean? I don't think if he like if he came back, I don't think he'd go to another team. Unless I mean, was- there's no other quarterback in Tampa right now, so it's like essentially like if he wanted to play, he didn't have to return because it's his spot to lose pretty much. But they got to bring all that talent back. I know Buck fans are kind of acting delusional about them signing all these dudes. I don't think no Ryan Jensen at 30 in like a prime coming out of his prime almost or like at the towards the end of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, at a center position that is needed for a lot of people and they'll pay him. I don't see him taking no discount again. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see see Tom coming back if if he's not playing for somebody that's actually contended. So exactly, if he he can come back for a contender potentially, but. If he coming back to a, a a Bucks team like like you said, for example, if you said like, oh, he would only come back to the Bucks. I mean, they're gonna have to be the on some games already. He ain't finna come back and be like, listen, we're the Jaguars. We're the new Jaguars, we're the new Texans or something. Like, I don't I don't see him come to play for that. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm counting, I'd put like 200 bucks on times, like done. He's done. Like I'd almost bet somebody straight up for it. Not you, but somebody else. Yeah, I think I, I think he's done. I just think. Definitely, he's going to get the ring at some point next year. Somebody calling him saying, Is you really done, bro? Yeah, are you done? Because listen, you can come here right now and be the starter. Our quarterback just got injured, whatever the case might be. Just like Philip Rivers, for example, like Philip Rivers was injured. I mean, he uh, retired. Yeah, but I think, I think he the difference though for dudes like coming back is they got the itch. Like Gronk came back and played with his boy again, you know, like play with his boy. That he wasn't was- done, done anyway. He just, yeah. Yeah. But I think when you're done, done, and you're at Brady's level, which nobody's at his level with accomplishments, especially individual and team accomplishments, mm-hmm. I just there's nothing left to prove. You know, there's nothing for him to prove. Like, unless the Niners call him, like his favorite team as a kid calls him, then I can see something like that, you know. But other than that, I don't – like, that's the far-fetched idea. I can yeah. see, like, he could probably yeah, get his wife to be like – he could be like, hey, babe, like, you know I wanted to play here. Like, mm-hmm. if it's something like that, then I'd probably give that a 7 out of – 6 out of 10 maybe. Okay. But other other than that, oh, fat zero donut boy, that boy, he don't yeah, like sure. it. But he's throwing footballs <laughs> to people's kids and just hanging out with all the kids. That's what he got going on for next yeah, year. Yeah, he just he definitely about to enjoy life. Like they're you know set financially. Obviously, he don't have to worry about anything. So we'll get to see. You know, he he might be done in the football world as far as playing, but we'll see if he, I guess, you know, veers towards coaching or something like that in the future. Yeah. So we also got a lot of you know, updates on head coaching hirings here in the NFL. So we got the Saints promoting Dennis Allen to uh, head coach. We got the Texans hiring Love Smith. Uh, we got the Dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel. And then the Rams office coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, is expected to be hired for the Vikings. So, I mean, it's good to see, I guess, you know, a minor- another minority being hired. And then you got the multiracial Mike McDaniel. Bro, that's fuck what you want to call him. <laughs> that's right. what you want to call him. I'm glad this man got a job still put food on his family's table. He was high. He was on the Niners anyway. But let's cut the bullshit. People be saying Eric being me, don't be calling the plays for the Chiefs. You really think this man was calling the plays for the Niners with Kyle Shanahan? Let's be honest. Kyle Shanahan is the offensive <laughs> coordinator pretty much. And why do you think he always has a great-ass defensive coordinator? Because he calls offensive plays. Exactly. So let's not go around the bush, be around the bush, this fucking bullshit. I'm so sick of it, bro. <laughs> like, I'm happy he got the job. Oh, he got you hot. <laughs> it's fucking 
aggravating, bro. Because we you just made this bullshit up about Eric being me. If I play Detective Jazzy enough to go look into Mike McDaniel, maybe I'll find something crazy. Maybe he ain't play, pay no fucking parking ticket back in the past or something. I'm not saying that is the case, but everybody got some shit they don't want to be seen. The yeah, definitely. So I just we're all human. You know, no, none of us are perfect. And you know something else that's insane as well. That's like a spit in the face to you know, like minorities like ourselves. You know, people that look like us that you know are going for these head coaching jobs. Is someone like a Josh McCown even being considered for a head coaching job? Bro, you know what? You know the Titans are about to, or not the Titans, my bad. That's a good organization. The, the fucking sorry-ass Texans. You know what they're about to do? Lovey Smith about to be a placement holder. He's going to build the defense up. Yep. Josh McClown going to get hired. Some bullshit fucking thing on the Texans. They're going to give the job to Josh McClown next year. That's uh, a that, that's a point I wanted to bring up, too, is that. Lovey Smith going to be gone again. That's another a valid point, a great point that I wanted to bring up, too, is. That's the thing with, with a lot of coaches as well, is when you got these black coaches, right, getting hired, they're not going into good situations. Like, we're going to exclude Mike Tomlin because he's been there for a long time. So he's been able Shit to situations. build. Yeah. But he's been able to build over time, not necessarily like this Texans where Levy Smith is coming to a horrible situation here, right? And it's just insane because, like you said, they're coming in pretty much as placeholders. They're not put in position to win, just like, oh, a Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, for example, right? Like, they're coming into situations where, like, they have no shot at really being successful. And then once things start get going, they, they chop the legs right up under them. Bro, that's like, it. For example, I know we talk about football. But let's look at um, let's look at the Warriors. How Steve Kerr came into that situation? Yeah, it wasn't. But you telling me they couldn't have played the same without Steve Kerr? I don't. I think that one that one situation is slightly different, just because how Mark Jackson is as like a coach and his how he wants the direction of things. Like he's an old school coach. I feel like Steve Kerr just let them open it up more offensively. That's the only. But they did that over time. I feel like that's success. But yeah, that team was built with Mark Jackson. Yeah, that team was built because of Mark Jackson. He got the. But that's what I'm saying. He pretty much put the engine in that Corvette to have. Essentially, the same thing that's happening here in the NFL and stuff as well. Like, you got guys that have come in and you know they had a David Cully for a year. Like that wasn't a real shot. And they and bro, he had your quarterback playing great. Exactly. Uh, they, a got, they got Bevin Jordan from the University of Miami. He's a rookie this year. He didn't play a lot. I think he got banged up, bro. Just gonna explode next year. Like they had Davis Mills playing really good. I mean, it's, it's just insane because, like you said, they're just coming as placeholders and they're not really given real opportunities to, you know, stay, build, be successful. And bro. so I have a bunch of, I have a couple stats here that I wanted to bring up as well. So, um, and this is why I feel like you know we do have the issues because. 70% of the NFL are, on average, are black players. Last year or this year, I believe the number was 72%. So you're telling me 72% of the league is black, but you only have one black head coach. One black head coach that's leading that 70% of minority that looks like him, which obviously, you know, I feel like, honestly, like, I feel like we can relate to, you know, multi, multiple races, like not just the black race. 
And I feel like, you know, there are great leaders out there as well that can lead a group of men that are minority uh, head coaches. So, and over the past 10 years, you have um, head coaching hires. There have been 51 white head coaches hired and 11 of color. GMs, there have been 31 white GMs hired to six of color. Offensive coordinators, there have been 107 white and 12 of color. Defensive coordinators, 61 white and 39 of color. And then you have this aspect as well, which I'm bringing in now, is the family ties. So there have been 792 coaches within this 10-year span with 111 of those being relatives. So not only do you have the, you know, the discrimination against coaches getting hired, but yeah, Keith, you my cousin. I'm gonna just go ahead and bring you on. This. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on instead of putting on, you know, Mike Tomlin because it's a put on. It's a put on system, but it ain't a put on system. It, it, it's insane. Or or like different races. It's a put on system with a bunch of white people. Like no yeah. offense, like it's lit. It's just white people putting on white people. Like just like, and then the, you got this bullshit ass Rooney rule. You just it, like I don't. They're saying they're saying the Rooney rule has made advancements in the front office. I mean, you also have like thirty two head coaches with eleven being relatives as well. So not only do you have the discrimination, but you you getting beat out by people that you shouldn't get beat out by just because they're related to the person doing hiring. So. I don't think we're going to see major changes until we have more minorities in ownership. Honestly. Bro, you know, you know, it's crazy. It sounds, I don't even want to go here with this, but you know, when Cat was talking about this and people argue because Cat got benched, he was, you know, he started up, you know, the whole social justice movement. I wish this motherfucker would have did it before he got benched. But because <laughs> to prove the point, he was fucking right. Yeah. But people bring up, oh, well, he didn't do it until he was benched. Like, this is just. And it doesn't even matter if he brought it up because he got benched. Like he still, yeah, it don't matter if he was using his platform for something that he believed in and something that was right. Like people know right from wrong. And at the end of the day, he could have been the last man on the roster and still for social justice. Like you know, like obviously we know a lot, a lot of guys that are on that like the cusp of okay, I'm barely making the team. Aren't going to put their job on the line based off of oh. Social injustice because, like, hey, like, this is how I feed my family. If I do this, then I'm gonna be blackballed by the league, cap, and I ain't gonna have no job. So, it's I'll insane. trade fucking all this bullshit symbols like I don't matter about Black Lives Matter, the helmet, and it, it like little shits on it for y'all to hire fucking black coaches. Okay, okay, please. They're doing everything but what we want. So, the, the, the biggest thing is action. Action speaks louder than words. I don't care how many, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and um, end racism and all this, you know, slogans and stuff they're painting on the field and all this, like. You're not standing on it, it's pissing yeah, me off. Yeah, that, that's just a, it's just a, it's a facade. It's pretty much just like a, you know, it, it's not real. Like, yeah, I, I can sit here and I can put that on the helmet. I can sit here and I can paint this on the field, but until your actions show that, hey, like I'm really standing with this movement for equality, and it, it honestly just doesn't mean anything. Honestly, and well, y'all just y'all just saying it, pissing me off on Black History Month. This is just <laughs> oh, it's just so I'm so sick of this. It's so it's bogus. Like it's 2022, bro. Like it's really 2022, and we're this is still an issue. 
Like you mean to tell me y'all can't hire, y'all can't find good coaches that are as qualified as some of these white coaches, more qualified than some of these white coaches. Yeah, I'm saying it's not even that's not the issue. The issue ain't being qualified. The issue is like, hey, like we got these list of guys. The and... only person that makes sense to be hired, even Lovey Smith for the Texans, didn't make sense. They just use they're using Lovey as a fucking, you know what? Yeah, you made it to the Super Bowl. We can kind of get away with this so we don't hire Josh McTown. Because I'm be honest, the only one out of this list that makes any sense to me is the Saints hiring their defensive coordinator. That makes sense. Yeah, That makes sense. That's the only one that makes sense. Because, you know, in all reality, those dudes know them. They're going to still play hard for them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the team's probably going to look way different because of all the cap. But none of this, none of these other hires make no sense. Like the Dolphins hire for Mike McDaniel does not make sense. Honestly, the Raiders hire for Josh McDaniel. You know, Bro, the Raiders either. didn't hire Steve Pasaccia. Who Bro, he got hired to the Packers. That's insane. Special teams coach. Listen, why is he getting hired as a special teams coach? All those players, Matt Crosby just said how much insane. he meant for him. Why would you not give that man another year to let him run it out? That's what insane to me, too. He does. Yeah. Like, some of these situations, like, you know, that one. Fuck. And, you know, the, um, my, I mean, some of these situations are like, okay, like, understandable Dennis Allen like understand that he got promoted but some of these other head coaching hirings is just like okay like you telling me there wasn't a qualified because at this point majority of the coaches are already white so at this point like so you're telling me there wasn't any qualified you know minority coaches or whatever that you know there wasn't no brown M&Ms in the bag it's insane my thing is they I think just like Ryan Forrest got the text from Bill Belichick like Belichick might have low-key, you know, put some gas yeah. on the fire. I think he didn't. I ain't going to lie. I think he did on purpose. Like, there's no way you texting, you know, he, something of this magnitude that you accidentally text the wrong person. He was on Belichick's staff for the longest, bro. You can't tell He's, me that. He was the reason that Malcolm Butler got the interception. Because, oh, I forget who's getting cooked that game that they put Malcolm Butler out there. So you mean to tell me? You don't have any trust in Brian Flores, Brian Flores, who mm-hmm. turned that whole defense around. Mind you, he actually had two of playing good for the last eight games, which a lot Bro, of they people. went on a winning another. So it's insane. Like his firing don't make sense either. It's just we, we got to change this subject. But I'm yeah, my mind. These people. It's insane. insane. So moving on here to the halftime segment. So you got any thoughts on the Pro Bowl? <laughs> like. I mean, I, I don't – I was – see, I was like – I enjoyed watching it because I just enjoyed watching football. It was not spectacular. I think at this point, I get why players don't want to hit each other. It's 100% makes sense. I get it. it it's – there's no way I'm going to – I'm up to get paid this summer and I blow out my knee in a Pro Bowl. I, That's a fact. Like, oh, I understand that because it's a business at this point. So, they got to think I understand that. I'd rather see them just make a bigger skills challenge. This, I thought skills challenge was super dope. It was dope. It. I ain't going to lie. I like it. It was fun to watch. Maybe you can incorporate like a, a seven on seven, two in touch. I'd rather see that. Like I'd rather see seven on seven. Yeah. With one blocker, one rusher, quarterback, and a bunch of skill dudes. But then you still run into the issue because a lot of skill dudes get injured on non-contact plays. That does happen. Mm-hmm. So or maybe you have a bowling tournament or something. I like bowling. I'd watch people bowl. Yeah. I mean, it, it gotta be some kind of way to to make this entertaining again. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they get and the maybe old, two the two best Madden players in the world 
They go head to head. One of them get AFC, the other get NFC. Then you got the AFC and the NFC supporting them. Or, you know, that can be one thing that they can implement. Maybe they can do, like you said, more skills, challenges. Um, I just, I don't know how you do it because you got the old heads that are crying that these dudes were just out there disrespecting the game, playing like it. I don't think they're disrespecting the game because it's a fucking Pro Bowl game. I'm going to be honest. It's not like the NBA All-Star game, which you – I love how the NBA has done the All-Star game. The NBA players bullshit the first two quarters. Yeah. And then, hey, that third quarter, hey, it's about – It's picking up. It's picking bro, up a little bit. Yeah. That fourth quarter, we playing. We playing. Yeah, it's quarter. game time, bro. So, yeah. I think that's dope. But I don't think you can translate that into football because that's what I was hoping for. I was like, all right, bro, maybe they're going to do something like that. Third quarter, they're going to cut I mean, off. I think they tried to do some interesting things, like when they added, like, the fourth and 25 or – Whatever. I think they, I think they asked like that to see if they could add it to like the regular game. You know what I mean? See how it was in the playoff or in the uh, the Pro Bowl. Like, all right, is it catching on? And like, does it make sense if we did this? That could be true too, but I mean, there, there has to be some kind of, I don't know. There got to be some some ways to make it entertaining. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what they can do to make it more entertaining these days. Like you remember, like couple years ago when uh the punter tried to fool that that, that fake punt boy, Sean Taylor blick boy <laughs> so you know, he's like yeah it's a roll now but you you faking this punt you finna get hit <laughs> so <laughs> I mean I don't know there there has to be some way to make it entertaining like, okay let's do this you got the Jaguars and you got Texans I don't even no, you got the who who, who got the top pick? The Lions, right? I don't know who, who are no, the top Texans, but yeah, the bottom teams is fighting for the number one and two overall draft pick. Make them play, like legit. Make them play a legit game or something. But then you're gonna run into the issue of those dudes that their contracts are expiring. So maybe they don't even want to be in that game because they're gonna leave. You know, make them play for the number one pick. I don't know. Like it got to be some kind of way that I think you just got to make the skills challenge better and just make it like two days. I thought it was yeah. super cool. it was it was dope. So maybe you can. It escape. was dope. Maybe, like you said, maybe they do make it two days, and they can incorporate linemen and stuff as well. Yeah, you expand on that. Get the linemen, find a machine, like you know, kind of how you got the punching machine to measure. Like, I ain't gonna lie, you know, something I would like to see. What I would like to see, like one on ones and stuff. So like, oh, for you know, sure. So they they could have did, you know, they could do like one on ones, you know, in a sense, kind of like stuff you would see at like a practice or something. You know, a, t- a tug of war. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be dope too. I feel like there's a, a lot of things that they can implement to make it. The, the dodgeball is great. The dodgeball yeah. is great. I think no. So you know what? No, I got it. You, you don't do a football game. Do a, a a kickball game. I think, bro, it'd be dope to see them play kickball. They can't or really softball or yeah, they can't really get hurt yeah. too much. I don't know softball because maybe somebody swing is all fucked up. So. I'm going to go kickball and imagine you have like the kickers as the team captains or like, you know, the team. Yeah. Team. Bro, imagine having three kickers. Justin Tucker out there booting a the kickball. Oh, yeah. He booting. <laughs> I think that'd be dope to see. Like you, you have the kickball one day, you have dodgeball, you incorporate skills challenge, you have the one-on-ones, you know, I think that'd be dope to see. I think yeah. the one-on-ones, depending on how you do it, is going to get a little testy because if you're in full, like, uh, one on ones with receivers going at it at a corner, maybe even basketball or something, too. Like, they don't play basketball, they do a, a three point three. contest or something, yeah. You know what I'm saying, like three point contest or dunk contest because we know a lot of those guys are athletic, so 
hey, let's see something a little different. These football guys out here who could have been basketball players, like, oh, Jimmy Graham, who could have been doing this for years, or, you know, Julius Peppers, who, you know, probably really could have been doing touching it. the top of the backboard. I think you, know, you, you like do, like, do something like that, like we're saying, you do, you, you expand on the skills challenge. I think that's a good idea. I don't need to see a pro bowl game anymore. I mean, yeah, I don't, it, I don't, it, even, I put it, it on for entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah. It, literally just for entertainment purposes because ain't nothing else on TV. And it sucks going Sundays without football. So literally, that I put Mike it Evans, on just for that. That Mike Evans catch on Denzel Per. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Of the Raiders. Oh, my God. Boy, I, hey, I would have <laughs> took my health off. He caught on the heels off. Bro, I would have took my helmet off and not checked in the rest of the game. I probably would have – I would have drilled him, to be honest. If he was going to catch it like that, he was going to pay for it. Like, I was about to hit him the best hit I could have put on somebody. It, it was fun. You know, some of the stuff, too, like, okay, maybe they can incorporate something, too, like the best celebration. Like, it was funny seeing Mac Jones do the gritty after he took off. <laughs> oh, that boy was hauling ass, boy. That boy, I, I got to go. Yeah, different celebrations, like you know, it was dope to see him do that. And then you had digs on digs. I'm not gonna lie, that was the, that made me yeah. that made the skills challenge because they're brothers, you know, they're super close in the game too. They got yeah, the bro. Also. And then Kirk Cousins missed him. It was even funnier because it was Kirk Cousins. Listen, I'm so <laughs> sick of this man, Kirk. <laughs> I know they tired of him too because Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I remember during the, uh, I think it was like the accuracy drill. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I don't even think he got a point. And he didn't, he was bro. like, Kurt, that jumped hard. And he was like, welcome to the story of my life or something like that. I thought, yeah, he said that, bro. Russell Wilson went out there darting shit, bro. Boy, <laughs> listen, we're going to hold up on that. We're actually going to move right into it. Because, <laughs> listen, we got the fourth and five. So that's actually the first part of the fourth and five segment here. So, man, Russell looked good. Hey, he showed you, like, I own this cold weather shit. I, I can throw this fucking ball with shit. He said, I'm that guy. So, like, any team wondering, is my hand okay? I, I'm, I'm a thousand percent right now. Come get me. Come get me. He said he want to be a lifer in Seattle, but I, come on. Yeah. We, we know he want to be done. I said it best. Ryan Clark said something about Russ not being a generational talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know how high you rank Russ as the all-time greats. I don't think he's there yet. But I think it's not his fault. I think Pete Carroll mm-hmm. is the fucking GM in, for Seattle, essentially. They haven't built around Russ. It's really not my, you let the Legion of Boom go, and you didn't fill any of the holes. And oh, this wow, time, trash. Bro, this is how I know you fucked it up. Because all those defenders that left had a problem with Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Every one of them has had an issue with Pete Carroll. Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. I remember when Earl Thomas got hurt. Uh, he was on the cart, and he flicked them off on the way out. Flicked everybody off. Yeah. Watch the relationship is like you know. I just think y'all risking too much for a dude that is one and one. I don't know how high he is on the one and one of all time greats. He does have like liabilities, but like I do think a team if you can get him, he does make a difference for you. He could probably get you in the playoffs. Like he do for me. Uh, was it tier two or tier three? I think it was tier three. I had him at the at quarterback position. So I don't think he's bad at all. I just yeah. I mean, he, he I think I think he definitely can win you games. Um, like I do think he's you know top of the league for sure. But like you said, like they haven't done anything for us. Like his O line has been trash. He don't have a consistent run game. Oh, running back, bro. Like like you got DK running the same dumbass routes. Like oh and it's God. not even DK fault at this point. Yeah. Like, 
I can tell you what route DK going to run before DK get ready to go. Like, you can't have DK and Tyler Lockett go deep, bro. <laughs> bro it's I'm insane. Just, I, I just feel like, you know, like you said, like, they haven't really built around Russ. And then ever since, like you said, we beat them in the Super Bowl, it's just been slowly a slow decline. Like, yeah, their offense might put up numbers, let Russ cook. And then you still, you he ain't got no propane by the end of the season. You should have you should have gave that man the fucking ball at the one, and y'all wouldn't have looked like dumbasses throwing an interception. But I you wish let I Russ would. cook, and then he ain't got no propane by the end of the season because I don't know what y'all doing this year. I wish I would have the best back, arguably in football at that time, on the one yard line, who's known for run through people, and I'm gonna throw the ball, bro. What he say run through a motherfucker face, bro. I would if I was Russ, I would audible that shit so quick. Yeah, bro, you running the ball right now? I don't care. We I'll live with we running it. Yeah, honestly, like you say, like, it probably would have been the same for me. Like, honestly, I don't care what the coach call right now. Marshawn. You about to get the ball, bro. I tell the defense, Marshawn coming through the A-gap right now. Stop him. Bro, Jip about to hit the four <laughs> hole hard. I hope you can get him. <laughs> you hear me? Bro, you can't get him, bro. Guess what? He And I think, and you got to think, when everybody at the one, lineman and everybody is pushing you in, too. Yeah. They're like, oh, go. You know, so. It ain't nothing but honestly peel your ears back and try to get a push. That's all it is at that point. So, but you know, Malcolm Butler made a great play, but it was dumb play called throw the bar right there for sure. Like, I'm not going for that. But hey, we won the game, so I ain't gonna complain about it. You got a ring, yeah. Yeah. So end of the day, like you say, like I think Russ put on like that to show, you know, the rest of the league, like, hey, this arm, it ain't going nowhere. Like my hand is perfectly fine. Like I think he will potentially be a high sought after player this offseason. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, right. where he goes. So he's in the, he's in the Rogers. I mean, Rogers talent is unbelievable. I don't think Russ has that talent, but I think they're both in the boat of if they go somewhere different, they got to win. So it's, it's going to be like the Matthew Stafford thing, but they both yeah. already have a ring. So yeah. like it's, it's tough, but if they, leave, I mean, it's been a long time for Aaron. And Russ. Yeah, well, both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, like, so. you you look at it, Ben got two, Eli got two. Rings aren't, like, an individual statistic. But people act like, just because how Ben plays, bro, I didn't see Ben walk down the Ravens on Sundays, bro. Like, Listen, yeah, Ben, he, he was clutch. Like, he was – when they needed on, Ben like, to do something, even this year, even though he wasn't that good, when they needed Ben to make a play, make a throw or whatever, Ben was making that throw, making that play, or exactly. calling the right play, audible, whatever. He, I think it's because people get caught up in a concept of how they think a quarterback is supposed to look, you know, like, oh, you're supposed to do this. That's why Ben doesn't get enough credit because he plays kind of backyard football, but he's, he's pretty accurate. That's the other thing people miss out on. People don't, they judge Lamar because he runs, he runs too much. Josh Allen, they're like, oh, well, you're just running through everybody. Cam had the same thing. Like, or you see uh, Justin Herbert, people are like, well, Mm -hmm. he just has a big arm. Like, I don't, I don't know, bro. It's, I think people get people get stuck in this yeah. one definition of what a quarterback's supposed to be, and that's it. Like you're just yeah. supposed to be this type of dude, and this way I need you. You have to. You can't do more. You can't do less. Like you got to do just this. I ain't gonna and lie. I, I hope to see Russ go somewhere where he contend because in Seattle, it, it it just ain't. I don't see it happening there anytime soon. So I hope honestly, I hope he can go somewhere. I'm not imagine, sure where he will go, but imagine you go to Tampa, bro. I'm not saying he's going to Tampa because Tampa would have to give something up for the Seattle yeah. to even blink. 
But imagine he's throwing to Mike Evans and not Chris Godwin, probably Scotty Miller and all them boys. Or he's even the Panthers, bro. If I was the Panthers, I'd be all in. You can send yeah. the, you can send Seattle three corners essentially because they got so many corners. It don't make no damn sense. Send a corner, get Russ. Uh, I see, listen, y'all want CMC because listen. Yeah, I'll send I mean, him CMC for, for I, Russ I, I, and maybe like a first or, or a second or something. I send you him, CJ Henderson, two first, and Chris McCarthy. Give me Russ. I bet you, bro. I bet oh, you take that all day, all night, bro. Two first, Christian McCaffrey and uh, CJ Henderson, and I'll probably throw in somebody else just to make. You're it not going to have to worry about a quarterback for a while, and you got to think too. Russ is from, I believe, he's from the DMV area. He's from like the uh, Northern Virginia or like up in that area. So, you know, this isn't too far from home. So, I wouldn't rule it out, honestly. So. He's Maybe from Cincinnati, Ohio, but he was raised in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, he was raised in this area. So, listen, no, I know that because I went to school in Virginia and people from, you know, his area. So, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's from this area, so it's not too far from home. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, as long as he don't – I mean, if Washington defense can perform and they got Russ – I mean, they got scared Terry out there. They got Antonio Gibson, who needs to have a comeback season from last year. Um, you know, they got Logan Thomas. I'm not sure if he's going to resign or not, because I believe he's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, they got a couple pieces. Maybe, I'm not sure, maybe he can rule someone there, play with them or something, but something got to shake. So, also now, is there is there trouble in Arizona? So, Kyler unfollowed the Cardinals and took down all our Cardinals posts. So, I mean, is there trouble brewing in Arizona? What do you think, Keith? Uh, I don't I don't know if there's trouble brewing. I think it's more so he wants to be paid. And I want to say his deal is like he has two years. He came out with Baker, right? Yeah. Well, no. No, he came, he came yeah. out. Was it after Baker? Here, I'll, t- I'll fact check. Right. They didn't come out together because they both played at the, at the same school. He it might have been out the year after. Once it's the year after. Kyler came out in 2019. So his deal, 2020, 21, 22. He still got two more years, essentially, on that deal. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he looked at how he got banged up. He's a small dude. He saw what happened with Lamar. He saw Dak. Uh, who else? Even Joey B early on, like, getting injured. Baker's I think. No. Yeah, Baker. And I think he's looking at, like, you know, no, I want to get paid now. Like, no, pay me now. Cause you like, listen, I could have been playing baseball. <laughs> and making cash. So I think he looks at that. And then he looks at, like, Lamar, the difference is I feel like he's waiting for the Ravens to actually listen to him, put some players on the team, possibly get rid of Greg Roman. But I think he almost – he wants to win the championship first so he could be like, no, I want this money, this type of money. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's no, oh, you could take this deal, this deal. No, hey, I got this. I want this chip. I'm like, I got an MVP. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think Kyler essentially just wants to be like, no, I want to get paid now and secure it. But, I mean, I don't know if he could really be – I mean, there's going to – it got to be some more meat to this bone because I don't feel like we got enough information yet to necessarily draw the conclusions. But at the same time, it's like he pretty much gave us everything you needed. You unfollowed yeah, people, them. And bro, people going to draw the con- – they're going to draw the conclusions so quick regardless yeah, yeah. of the facts so, coming out of it. So, yeah, I just so, don't know. I want to hear his side of it. I want to hear what he got to say, why he unfollowed him, and, you know, everything that's going on. So, 
hopefully we can hear from Kyler or someone from his camp. Or, you know, some, obviously, there's going to be some kind of leaked information. So it's probably going to be a Kyler wants to extension or he wants to catch him home type deal type or something. It's going to be it's going to be something crazy, I bet. But so um, now we got the the Super Bowl preview. So can you tell the people at home listening to this what do you want to see in the Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams? Uh, I want to see Aaron Donald get three sacks. I want to see the Jamar Chase and Ramsey matchup for sure. I think Joe Mixon can have a big day. Um, I think Odell is going to have to show big. And I don't know. I just want to see a good game, but I want to see the Rams win. I just I feel like the storyline with the Rams is, you know, seeing Aaron Donald, who's arguably one of the best defenders all time. Like, I'm talking all time. Yeah. And he can go snag a ring. It, I, that'd be great for his legacy. Ramsey's legacy. Oh, Obviously, Matthew Stafford. Then you look at Vaughn. He already got an MVP, bro, in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So, he go get another yeah. ring. Like, he's just different. So, I think it'd be dope. You, you get the Eric Weddle right off into the sunset. I mean, with the Bengals, though, I see it as, like, if you can get one, bro, this got to be the chance. Like, I want the Rams to win. But if you even, like, can get in this fight and really, you know, mm-hmm. throw them punches, bro, you got to go out all in because it's not going to get no easier. I know they, they can be built for the future and they're going to be a problem for the Ravens going forward. Mm-hmm. I, I co-sign that wholeheartedly because they got like the third most cap and a bunch of draft picks. <laughs> so essentially, hey, we're going to sign this offensive line. Maybe we bring back Jesse Bates, mm-hmm. but they can keep building. And I think that's going to be something to see going forward. But I like the Rams in it. But if you're, if you're the Bengals, you're Joey B, bro. Joe Cool, you, you might want to win this one because it, it ain't gonna yeah. be back. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding, man. You got too many, you know, young guns there, you know, elite, you know, on on the pretty much elite level, you know, type of play in the AFC. So, like you say, like for me, I, I think we're gonna see a lot of explosive plays on both sides. Um, I think it's gonna be a really fun to watch Super Bowl, like. I feel like the defense will make a play here and there, but I feel like it's going to be like a lot of offense in the Super Bowl. I feel like 42-30. Um, it, oh, it's going to be it's going it's going to be it's going to be fun. I think I, I, I definitely want to see the the Jalen Ramsey and the Jamar Chase um, matchup because you got Jalen Ramsey out here already talking about you know what, what he talking pretty much challenging Jamar Chase pretty much. I ain't so. gonna lie, I think Jalen gonna put him in a chokehold. I'm not gonna lie to you because I don't so? know. I'm trying to think what corner this man faced. He torched Marlowe. He torched, he torched Humphrey. I ain't gonna, there is no cap in that right. That man torched Marlowe. And Marlowe, honestly, at press coverage-wise, is probably one of the better corners at press. Yeah. Got torched. Jalen's physical, but he won't press you the whole time. He'll line up in the press and back out of it. So I don't yeah. know something like that would throw Jamar Chase off. Jalen's real good with his hands down the field, spotting the ball. Mm-hmm. This man, he can't. For some reason it's hard as fuck for him to make a play on the ball, but he'd be right around the ball every time. He got to pop it loose. He's a great tackler, probably like the best tackling tight or uh, corner there is. I think Stephon Gilmore is another great tackling corner. Like, there's not many physical, like hard hitting tackling corners, and I feel like those two. Uh, Trey is White's a good tackler. He'll just bite your ankles. Like he ain't gonna yeah, lay no. I was trying to on. see if who all they played as far as like. Yeah, the top the corner. Top I think Marlowe's the only one he torched. Joe Hayden out of his prime. Like, Marlowe's the one he cooked. 
Kansas City ain't got a top corner like that. Ladari mm-hmm. uh, Ladarius Sneed's yeah. a good corner, but he's not like you know top five and top ten. Ward, one of Traverius Ward. Yeah, he tough Traverius Ward. Who you? Don't, I don't think it's Ward Traverius Ward a top ten corner. The Titans didn't have Caleb Farley. They lost him. Like yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's a prop. Like that's a fault to Jamar Chase. You tough Traverius Ward, right? Yeah, yeah, he played against Ward, but or no. Yeah, I, I think Ward lined up against him, but Ward's not a top five corner, top ten corner. I mean, I don't, I don't judge him though. Torch whoever the fuck they put on the other side of you. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm more excited <laughs> to see if he gonna torch Ramsey. Because remember, I brought up, oh, the yeah. Mike, I'm, I brought up the Mike Evans thing, and I don't think Mike Evans torched Ramsey that whole game, but he got the better of Ramsey, and he mm-hmm. normally don't do good against the top corners, and yeah. he did get the better of Ramsey. He had that deep catch, Tom's last touchdown, mm-hmm. and he had another play. But other than that, I mean, Ramsey didn't give up anything else. But I mean, those are two big. That one big play. Yeah, that's a big, big play. play. He gave. Yeah, that's a big play. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be exciting to see. You got a lot of guys, you know, guys that we're going to see, you know, be around this league and you know, competing for a long time. You know, like Joe Burrow, yeah. uh, you know, Nixon, Jamar Chase, and obviously on the other side, you got Stafford coming towards, you know, probably the latter years of his career, and you got OBJ, which will this will be tremendous for his legacy. Uh, moving forward, this would be huge. It'd be it probably. I ain't gonna lie. If he can get somewhere and just be consistent after this, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Bro, the man's numbers the first four years with being injured. Insane. Oh my god. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I, like Rams, you gotta go all in though, because you you uh, you gamble some picks away. Matthew Stafford's supposed to be better than Jared Goff by an exceptional amount, and he has made those big throws. Yeah. But flash, Jared Goff and them boys got to the Super Bowl before. And y'all did hold the Patriots for a minute before the you know scoring got lit up. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I it's I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited. So I just want to yeah. see the football. It's the last game, you know. Yeah, I just want to see a good game. Like I think the Rams got no end up pulling out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think the Rams end up pulling out, but at the end of the day, I just want to see a good game. And I think um, you know, I think it means more for, for this Rams team. Honestly, yeah, I, I just think it means more because these guys want to go out here and they want to fight for Aaron Donald. Like they're saying, this one we're doing this for Aaron Donald. And Bro, him, got, Andrew yeah. Whitworth, yeah. Sean McVay, like for them three and Jalen because Jalen got close in that AFC chip. Yeah, for them boys to get this ring, OBJ Aaron, too because he ain't been in this position. So who OBJ? Yeah, Odell and people counting them out, and then you got Eric Weddle coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Like those dudes, if they can clip a ring. I don't consider Eric Weddle like a top end safety that I could think of off the top of my head, but I'm not gonna lie, that man's a, a good safety. Yeah, he held not, on. Yeah, long not long now. Time. Like he, I think yeah. he's a little out of it now, but him in his prime was definitely a sight to see. But he, he made was, he made a couple plays too. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, um, boy, boy, a hitter, bro. Yeah, he, he was old, plays. bro. <laughs> people, people were complaining about that Mike Evans hit he put on Evans. All I know is if he didn't, uh, if the ball didn't get kicked up, or if the mm-hmm. ball, what was it? It hit the ground. Yeah, the ball yeah. was still in the air. It would have been a late hit. So I don't. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm definitely excited to see it because it's, it's going to be a lot of great matchups out there. Um, and the key for the Bengals is protecting Joe Burrow. We obviously know that that old line giving up sacks is a, is a really big issue. So if they can hold up against that Ram front, um, you know they they can definitely make it interesting for sure. Um, and yep. I, they're a second half team, and I don't believe against this Rams team they're gonna be able to fall behind like that and be able to come back in the second. Bro, hey, the Rams team, I'm not gonna lie. Remember, we were saying picking on Stafford for making turnover plays towards the end or yeah. when they're winning. 
he didn't lose that Bucks game, bro. Granted, yeah. he didn't make great passes in the fourth quarter until it was like clutch time. It wasn't him. Cooper, it was, and yeah. Cam Akers fumbled. It, yeah, bro, if fumbled, they yeah. score and or Cooper doesn't fumble, that shit's a done before half. And then we're looking at, hey, does Brady, can Brady pull a comeback off? Which and even that's, I don't that's know, what he does. That's yeah, what he does. I, I still would have counted, and I don't really count that man out for much of shit. That game though, if Cam got in the end zone, oh, I definitely would have counted him out. Oh yeah, that, I would have definitely bro. been like, oh yeah, they losing this game. Yeah, I would have. I was about to cut the game off anyway. I'm glad yeah. I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't as well because it, it turned out to be a great game. Man, exactly. this, this has been a couple forward to guys. We'd like to thank y'all for tuning in, man. We definitely had a great session talking to y'all on this on this episode. So thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cover Forward and Sport with the Guys. Pretty active on there. Uh, make sure y'all tap in with us and continue to love and you know show love and support. Do the same for y'all. So Definitely, definitely. guys, we out of here. Yep.